and we're going to open in prayer. Father, we're just so thankful. What beautiful weather, what beautiful sunshine. And we're so thankful for these ladies who are doing these testimonials for us and how true it is that we need to stay focused on you, for that is where our peace is. Father, bless each and every one of us today and bless your word as we study chapter four of Ruth, Father. And I just thank you for all your blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Well, today we're going to study about a baby. And I think everyone is so thrilled about babies. I was just with my four great-grandchildren yesterday, and Savannah's the youngest, and she is 10-month-old. She's a tiny little thing, but she is fierce. <laughs> and she runs around, and she's discovered how to crawl behind the couch. She crawls under the table. She never did it before, just, just for Gigi. She crawls, she crawls under the end table and got back behind the couch and she was scooting along back there and I had to get her. That was quite funny. She, uh, she's quite, she entertains herself. She's, she's quite a little girl. So we had three boys. One's, uh, I have three great grandsons and uh, Brady is 11. Tristan is three, just turned three, and Landon is seven. So um, we're just amazed at little girls now to watch them because I had boys. So now we have the uh, opportunity to be around this little baby girl. So here we go. Uh, we're going to be studying today the blessing of a baby found in Ruth 4, 13 to 17. And this lesson reveals that the blessing of one baby can reverberate through many lives, even many centuries. We now come to a marvelous section of the Book of Ruth that has to do with the legacy we leave behind. This is a wonderful portion of God's word about the blessing of babies. You know, I often think about that. Um, I volunteered since we have two services to help one Sunday uh, a month and I'm in the zero to two year olds. And I've done this many, many years ago, but haven't recently. And I've always thought that we need to be so careful what we do, what we say, what we give. I know when uh, I buy books for my grandchildren or my great grandchildren, I read them first. Uh, I'm talking about small baby books, you know, some have already been established to make sure that there's, there, they were big on hedgehogs with a pipe and stuff like that. Just, just, I didn't want them to even see, to get accustomed to looking at that in a book, you know. And um, so I was always very careful because children are our future. They are our legacy because they're coming behind us. You know, and, and they just need to be trained and, and brought up in God's word. They need to be strong in that. Our uh, seven-year-old seems to have a heart for the Lord. He's just very much into, he decided he's going to read through his Bible. I don't know how much, you know, he's doing that. If he's doing that on a daily basis, I don't know. 
And last night he came home from school and he had one page of homework and he did it. And then he decided he was going to write down the books of the Bible. So he got a piece of paper, sat down, wrote all the books of the Bible. Then, he, then I, I really praised him for that and he gave it to me. And I said, I'm really going to read this over, you know, and look at these and things like that. And, and they need encouraged, you know. He seems to have a heart for our Lord. The other ones, um, now the three-year-old and, and the baby, of course, have not come to know the Lord as their Savior, but the two older ones have. Um, and, and Brady, uh, he, he knows the Lord, loves the Lord, you know, studies his lessons. They go to a private school, so they, they memorize scripture. But he doesn't seem to have that heart that Braden ha or that Landon has for the Lord. It's just very interesting. So I really, I really pray for him. And I just can't emphasize how important your children are. I know you know that, but as a grandmother and a great-grandmother, I really see it as being so important what we allow our children to say and do and how we train them. So today, uh, the Word of God everywhere speaks to the issue of the beauty, joy, and blessings of babies. Psalms 127.3. Who has that one? That's fine. Yeah. That's it. Children, children are a heritage from the Lord. Psalms 113.9. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. Psalms 127.4-5. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. There again has to do with training. Proverbs 23, 24 to 25. You should rejoice in your children. Sometimes that's hard <laughs> when they're all fighting or running around and hyper. <laughs> but all in all, we should rejoice in our children. There's great joy in children. Almighty God meant for children to be blessings, not burdens. They are our future. We invest in them everything we are and everything we have. And they carry into future generations who we are. It isn't true that when a person dies, he really dies, because he lives on, not only in the presence of the Lord, if he is a Christian, but in the children who live after him. And if those children are born into the family of God, they will carry that influence with them throughout their lives and throughout their children after them. So not only are you training your children, but you're, you're training for their children as well. Now, in the last chapter of the book of Ruth, we have a short section describing the blessing and joy 
one baby brought not only to his mother, but to many others as well. In the last chapter, we look at the wedding of Ruth and Boaz. Now let's visit that family again. It's a couple of years later, the wedding is over, and they've settled into the routine life in Bethlehem. Ruth 4, 13 to 17 tells us, So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he went into her. The Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a close relative, and may his name be famous in Israel, and may he be to you a restorer of life, and a nourisher of your excuse me, and a nourisher of your old age, for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better than seven sons, has borne him. What a compliment to Ruth. These ladies are telling Naomi that Ruth is better than seven sons. Seven is the perfect number in scripture. And Naomi's sons died. But these women see, so Ruth must have been a fantastic uh, example in taking care of her mother-in-law because these women said, you know, that he, she is better than seven sons. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also the neighbor women gave him a name saying, there is a son born to Naomi and they called his name Obed He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Blessed be to the Lord. Look at blessed Naomi. She now has a grandson. She was not famous in Israel, and she got to be a nurse to her own... Oh, I'm sorry. She is now famous in Israel, and she got to be a nurse to her own grandson. Who was not left you this day without a great, a close relative. Now, these are what the ladies are saying. It was fitting that these blessings in the life of Naomi be given so much attention. At the end of the book, Naomi was the one whose original returning to the Lord began all this great work of God. If Naomi had not decided to go back to Bethlehem, the land of Israel, and and the God of Israel, none of these would have happened. So, Naomi turned around, realized her mistake, and came back. And now, because of that, she is being blessed. This is a marvelous demonstration of what God can do through one poor woman who gets right with him. So you never, you know, if you stray, you can come back. Confess to God, and he will forgive you and you can move on with your life. It is also fitting because Naomi was the one who said in chapter 1, the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. The Lord has brought me home again empty. The Lord has testified against me. If only Naomi could have seen then how greatly the Lord would bless her at the end. We can't blame Naomi. We certainly would do the same thing. I'm prone to complaining. (laughs) So I'm sure when you're down, it's very difficult to look up sometimes. But we need to. 
I mean, it's just, uh, it's easier said than done. It is easier said than done. <clears throat> but we should also learn from what she learned. We should learn that God's plan is perfect and filled with love. And even when we can't figure out what he is doing, and it all, excuse me, and it all seems so desperate, he still knows what he is doing. We should learn that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And of course, that's Romans 8, 28. Great verse. So, this baby is a great blessing. So the baby blesses a marriage. After the marriage, God blessed the union of Boaz and Ruth with a son. This conclusion to the narrative story in the book of Ruth isn't very long, and it doesn't go into all the details of family life. But it does tell us what God gave to those two people who had been very patient, waiting on God's program, keeping themselves pure, waiting to make sure everything was right according to the Old Testament. Now that they are together, God has given them a son. Their marriage is blessed by the arrival of a baby. Not only did he, the, this baby bless a marriage, but this baby blessed a mother. Verse 13 says, The Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. According to the Bible, God blesses us with children. Let's remind ourselves of what the Bible says in Genesis 4.1. We are told that Cain was God's gift to Adam and Eve. In Genesis 4.25 we read, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son, and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. In Genesis 17 to 16, Isaac's was God's gift to Abraham and Sarah. In Genesis 29, you will see that Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah were all God's gift to Jacob and Leah. In Genesis 36, we read, then Rachel said, God has judged my case, and he has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore, she called his name Dan. And in 1 Samuel 1.20, we learn, So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. We just continue to need to remember that children are a gift from God. They are God's blessing upon us, and they are the truth of the word of the Almighty God. And that's the truth of the word of the Almighty God. Ruth had been barren in Moab. She could not have children. She had been married to Malan, the son of Emelik and Naomi, for about 10 years, and they had no children. Now back in Bethlehem, in the place of God's blessing, just after a few short months, that which was not possible outside the will of God became possible as God blesses her. So the baby blesses not only the marriage, but he blesses the mother too. And the baby blesses the mother-in-law. An interesting thought, isn't it? 
Well, this is a good time to talk about our mother-in-laws, especially, <laughs> especially now and in the culture. Notice verse 14 and 15. Then the woman said to Naomi, the women said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a close relative, and may his name be famous in Israel, and may he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better than seven sons, has borne him. Now Naomi comes back to center stage, and we see how the birth of this baby really was as much as a blessing upon Naomi, the mother-in-law, as it was upon Ruth and the marriage of Ruth and Boaz. Naomi was blessed through the provision of the kinsman redeemer. Verse 14 says that she was blessed because God gave her a close relative. Not only he gave her actually two, but it ended up that it was God's will that Boaz be the kinsman redeemer. And may his name be famous in Israel. God put his whole wonderful process together according to the Old, Old Testament law as we observe, observed in the previous lesson. So that's when we talked about the Leverite marriage and, and all that went on. Isaiah 54 4 to 8 describes the beautifully beautiful ministry of the Lord as our Goel, our Kingsman Redeemer. Do not fear, you will not be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. Your kinsman redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit, with everlasting kindness. I have my I have mercy on you, says the Lord, your kinsman redeemer. From eternity, God planned to bring Ruth and Boaz together and thus make Bethlehem his entrance point for the coming of Jesus as our true kingsman redeemer, fully God and fully man. Spiritually, we need to come to Bethlehem and let Jesus redeem us. As it is written in the Christmas hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And if we read Micah 5.2, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephrata, who are too little to be among the, the claws of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be the ruler in Israel, whose coming faith is from of old, from ancient days. I don't know if you remember, um, I give you those did you know things. And the one I really found interesting when I first started, let me get to it here. Even by Imelech's day, the hills around Bethlehem had long been used for the rearing of sheep. When the commencement of the temple worship in Jew Jerusalem during so Solomon's reign, the sheep of Bethlehem were prized for their use in sacrifice at Jerusalem. It is the sheep-rearing town, then, that God sent the Son of David, the Lamb of God, who gave his life in Jerusalem as a sacrifice for our sins. We have Jesus Christ as the Lamb. We have Bethlehem, a small town, where sheep were raised, were used as sacrifices. 
And I just thought that was so endearing, you know, that he chose Bethlehem. God always has a reason for what he does. But Naomi was blessed through the perpetuation of her family name. Without this miracle event, the names of Naomi and Elimelech would have been lost in Israel. And that's why you have the Leverite marriage. So the names will not be lost. The text says, May he be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. Naomi's sons were dead. She had no hope of continuing her family. Ruth's marriage and the son she, had, she bore brought the hope of a new family in Israel. It was the only hope Naomi had. God gave back her future through the birth of that son. Naomi was blessed through the persistent love of her daughter-in-law. This is a wonderful statement for your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is better to you than seven sons has bore him. In the Old Testament history of Israel, seven was the perfect number and seven sons was considered the perfect family. Through this comparison, the Bible expresses the love that Ruth had for her mother-in-law. Not only was Naomi blessed through the process of God giving this son, but God also gave her a wonderful daughter-in-law. Because of Ruth's willingness to obey God in spite of her background, what had no way prepared her for this, Ruth was better to Naomi than seven sons. You have to figure that Ruth gave up everything when she left Moab and came with Naomi. And it had to be a cultural change as well because she was not familiar with how things were when she got back to Bethlehem, the gleaning, the marriage. But yet, through God, she pledged her faith to God and to Naomi. And she was blessed for that. Naomi was blessed by the privilege of caring for her grandson. I love being with my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. Each one gets more precious, you know, and I talk about it all the time. But I just, I, I am so blessed that the Lord has allowed us this process to have our grandchildren First, our child. We had two. We lost one. And um, they raised four children. They lost one. And um, we now we have three grandchildren. We have four great-grandchildren. And um, I just love, I mean, they're two hours away. I think nothing of driving there. You know, I was there yesterday. I got up at 6, drove down, um, babysat and uh, got home around 10.30 last, 10 or 10 last night. And, you know, it's just, I can't tell you the feeling I have. You know, I hope that every person, as a, as a parent, you share your children with your parents. And they dote on them, trust me. <laughs> the, grand, the grandparents dote on the children. That's normal, that's so normal. And 
uh, then your grandchildren have children and you dote on them, you know, and um, I'm, I'm very close, closest to our grandson due to circumstances and um, just, just their willingness, his wife and he, to have my husband and I come and be with their children is just a blessing. Um, I, I just can't say enough about it. Uh, I, I'm just so thrilled. Family is so important. And you can see in Israel why family was important because it saved their name, you know, and, and kept them. But having, I just encourage you. Um, I know sometimes uh, parents and grandparents can say things or do things and it, it's upsetting, but you just need to talk to them and tell them what you expect. I would never, well, I do indulge a little bit on watching videos and things. But if they told me, I do not want my child to do this, then I do not do that. You know, I, I'm very careful with that. But I encourage you to have your family, both sides, involved with your children. It's a blessing to them. It'll be a blessing to you. And it'll be a blessing to the children if they're a good example. Now, you I mean, we have to know that we are are raising our children and we need a good example. So Naomi was blessed through the Kingsman Redeemer, through her family name being restored, through the love of her daughter-in-law, and she was blessed by the privilege of caring for her grandson. Verse 16 says, then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. This is an Old Testament effusism, if I pronounce that right, for the love a grandmother has for her grandson. Naomi became Obed's nurse. Naomi was blessed before she got to love her little grandson. One little baby blessed the marriage, blessed the mother, Bless the mother to be the mother-in-law. One little baby can do a lot. This baby blesses all men everywhere. The end of verse 17 reads, And they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. In fact, the first part of the verse tells us he was already a blessing in the neighborhood because the women got together and had a little name this child party. This is the only time in all of scripture when somebody outside the immediate family named a baby. So again, they loved Naomi, these ladies. They were all excited because she was having a baby, a, a grandson, and that Ruth bore this baby, and, and they, they appreciated Ruth. So they had to be... Uh, good citizens in their neighborhood because they like them. Remember they tried to name um, uh, Zachariah's baby? Remember they tried to name him and he said his name is John. Yeah. And that was the first time they did. Remember the priest? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that was something they did back then. Or I don't think... I don't think this was, 
I don't think that it was according to, uh, and this is Dr. David Jeremiah, I, so I, don't, I don't know, I did not research it greatly, um, that this was the only time that somebody other than the immediate family named the baby. So, uh, yeah, so I don't think that this was something that was regularly done. So the baby blesses all men. He blesses the neighborhood. The neighbors were excited because in Israel, it was almost as if Naomi herself had the baby. This child is going to restore life to Naomi and give her a name, a future. So all the women get together and decide to name the child Obed. The word Obed means worshiper or servant. In essence, the community said, this is what we're going to call this boy. We're going to worship God because of what he has done in restoring a future to Naomi and a heritage to Ruth. Let's call him Obed. And he also, this baby also blesses future generations. The text tells us that Obed was the father of Jesse, who was the father of David. Obed was King David's grandfather. We don't think about that when we first read this book, but if we look ahead two generations and then read backwards to where we are now, we might have a completely different perspective on the importance of that little baby God gave us. Th through the line, ultimately, will come the Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. So that a little baby blessed a marriage, blessed a mother, blessed a mother-in-law, blessed men everywhere and continues to bless us even to this day, because through that line of Boaz and Obed and Jesse and David came the Lord Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, and through him we are blessed. Mothers in Israel used to look at every one of their sons with the idea that perhaps he would be the Messiah. They looked for and longed for the day when he would come. Though we aren't going to have any more messiahs, we should look at our children with the same kind of expectation and pray, Oh God, make this child everything you want him to be and help him and help us to be the stewards of this child so that he can be the full expression of the blessing you meant him to be, not just to us, but to the whole world. So as we have our children, as we train them, as they come to know the Lord, they're going to be a blessing for throughout. Though they may, may pass on, die, they'll have children and so on. And you can just see how that keeps moving forward and how important it is to love our children and raise them correctly. The greatest achievement of any person's life is to know and do the will of God. So I have this for you to ponder this week. The decisions we make each day are important because each decision opens the door for other decisions. Therefore, each decision, large or small, leads us either closer or further away from God. As I see this, and I should have had a chart, we have a circle, and we have interests, church, studies, ministry, work, family. And right in the center is God. God is the hub. And all of these 
things that we do, we need to talk to God. We need to be in contact with Him. We need to pray for His will, pray for His love, pray for His blessing.